Hi, Mama. Welcome to Ministry and Motherhood. This is your host, coach, and mentor, Lauren Apple. Here at Ministry and Motherhood, we want to see you step fully into your God-given ministry impact at home and in the marketplace. So let's get moving. Hey, amazing ladies. Thanks for tuning in today. I am super pumped because it is like turning into summer, right? We have spring weather coming here in South Carolina. We got to celebrate an amazing Easter holiday and are entering into spring break with my kids. And it is just a beautiful time of year. And I love this time of year. And um, if you've never heard me say it before, Easter is my absolute favorite holiday because there is nothing more exciting or joy-filled than the message of the resurrection, right? Nothing more than that. Um, But I don't want to get too much into that. I don't want to get off track here because um, I have a really exciting, important, valuable lesson for you all today. And this lesson stems from two of the biggest things that you can begin to implement into your life today in order to grow into all that God has for you so that you see your dreams fulfilled, so that you walk out the joy and the contentment that God has designed you for, so that you're using the Holy Spirit gifts that have been birthed inside of you for such a long time and you're growing in those gifts and you're using more gifts and God is bestowing even greater anointing and gifts and leadership and opportunity upon your shoulders and in your lives and doors are being flung open. And opportunities are being had and miracles are happening in your life and in the lives of the people you're serving. And you are living out. You're living out that life that God had destined you for. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. Who wants anything more than to live the life that God created you for? To walk out your very purpose and the plans of the Lord in order to see him get glorified in your very own identity, right? And who you are as a mom and who you are as a wife and who you are as a ministry leader and who you are as a business owner and who you are as a community member and a neighbor and a friend and a family member and who you are as a member of the body of Christ, the things that you are doing, the gifts that have been put inside of you, the very identity of Christ, those attributes of him, right? Those attributes of him that are so unique and powerful and amazing that he has put inside of you individually and uniquely. And he wants to use all those things. He wants your moments here on earth to be moments that he is glorified Moments that you are used in ways that maybe even you never recognized you could be used in. And all of that is great and good and powerful and amazing, right? <laughs> yes, it is. And, and all of you who've been with me for just even a little while know that that's my heart. To help empower other ladies, other mamas, other online business owners, other heart-centered ministry-desired women to step into the fullness of the leadership and kingdom impact that they can have here on earth. And to find that, man, that excitement, man, that fulfillment, man, that that thing that when you do it, 
all of a sudden you step back and you say, man, I was made for this. I was made for this. Oh, it's so good. It's so powerful. It's so amazing. And nothing makes my heart sing more than to watch you ladies have those moments. Those aha moments. I never thought it was possible. I've heard before. I never thought it was possible to take my current reality and put in my desires and my passions and my gifts that the Lord has given me and see it come together. It's possible. And the Lord can do it. And the Lord desires to do it. And he wants to do it. And and he has the plan already worked out. And you've heard it, me say it before. And you're going to hear me say it again. All you got to do is take obedient action. All you got to do is take obedient action. So get out there and start taking obedient action. But I'm getting so sidetracked today because I'm just getting excited about this. Um, how fun. <laughs> but anyways, I want to come to you today and I want to tell you about two key habits that will help you find success in the life that you are desiring to live, in the impact that you are desiring to have, in the balancing of being mama and wife and daughter of the beloved and ministry owner and business or ministry leader and business owner, balancing all of that and still doing the things that God has designed you to do. And fulfilling the dreams that God has placed in your heart. If you put these two habits into your every single daily life, you will see such an incredible transformation. So are you ready for it? Are you ready to jump right in to what are the two key habits? Lauren, quit holding up and reveal it to us. All right, here we go. Get something to jot down. Get ready to record a note in your iPhone or your Android or whatever it is you use or jot down in a notebook or notes on your computer because you are going to want to make sure that you are putting these two habits into your daily life. Because you'll see, as I talk through it, you'll see the power and the opportunity that is ahead of these things. So the very first habit is this, and you have heard it before, okay? You've heard it so many times, you're going to say, okay, Lauren, why was that so transformational, right? Why was that so powerful, okay? But it's this, it's setting intentions. The number one key habit for success in your life is to set intentions. We don't set intentions the day of. We don't set intentions the hour of. We set intentions ahead of time, right? And part of setting intentions is the idea of planning and preparation. You've heard us talk about it, that, you know, the people without a plan will perish, okay? The Bible tells us that. The scripture is clear on that. God is a God of planning. God is a God of preparation, And I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes, and so I don't want to get too deep into what that looks like. But when we have a plan and a preparation in place for our life, it is more likely to actually happen. Can you believe it? If we write down our goals, if we write down our dreams, if we get specific on the things that we want to get done this week or tomorrow or this weekend or this month or this quarter, If we write them down, we plan them out, and we prepare for them, okay, not just write them out, not just have it written on a piece of paper or in a schedule, but we prepare to actually see those things happen, we will find success, okay? So so this idea of setting your intentions, of planning and preparing is all about setting yourself up for 
success, okay? It's very easy in our human nature, our carnal nature, right? To have things come in the way of what we actually want to do and what we actually want to see happen, right? Uh, Paul tells us in the scriptures, man, I do the things I do not want to do. And I don't do the things I want to do, right? Why is that? Because you're human, right? Because that's part of your human nature. That's part of our carnal flesh is that things, our humanness stands in the way of the things we really desire to do and accomplish. And a lot of those things that we desire to do and accomplish go beyond our own selfish motivation, right? Our own selfish desires and feeling of those flesh. It is that internal motivation to want to do something of an impact, to want to do something of a difference, to want to to go against the flow, to not follow the stream and the culture and the society, to not do the easy path, right? To not follow the least resistance, but instead to go the other direction and do something extraordinary, right? That is what our dreams and our desires, that is what our plans and our preparations come from. Our goals and our visions are to push ourselves, but our humanness will stand in the way and will put up every single roadblock or excuse. Our brain, these amazing, beautiful, incredible creations of our brains that God has created in such a creative and and powerful and intricate way is so incredible that it has caused so many shortcuts over time, right? That get us to do the things that we're used to doing. Get us to do the things like sleeping in or hitting snooze. Get us to do the things like make excuses to not work out or, or, or make excuses to not read the Bible or, or push off the things that, that make us uncomfortable or are difficult for us, right? Like the people who want to avoid confrontation will avoid it and we'll push it off and we'll escape it with Netflixing, right? We'll escape it with social media. All these things that are easy to do in our human nature will go out and do because our body and our brain and our flesh fights against all those things that are hard to do, that we want to do, but but aren't so quick, aren't so simple, aren't um, that don't have any resistance, right? They have resistance, because it's uncomfortable, because it stretches us, because it puts us in a place where we might have fear or worry or feel like maybe we can't do it the way that we were meant to do it. But when we set our intentions, when we plan and we prepare for those plans, we give ourselves a greater chance of actually accomplishing those things. When I lay out my workout clothes in the, the night before, when I wake up in the morning and it's sitting right there in my bathroom ready for me, I have one less excuse of having to find something to wear, right? Because it's already done. When I have an accountability partner, right? When I, I've prepared in such a way that I've told somebody else I want to be up at, at 5.30 or 6 a.m. so that I can read the Bible before my kids wake up. Can you text me? Because I know this person is up at that time every morning. They're already great at this, right? So I've asked them to be an accountability partner. This is part of my planning and preparation, right? Will you text me to make sure I'm up? Well, I have somebody who is going to be expecting me to be up. I have somebody that I don't want to disappoint, right? And so that is setting my intentions with the planning and the preparation so that I have less excuses. And in reality, I have more reason to actually accomplish those things. So when we set our intentions, it is so powerful 
It is so powerful that it jumpstarts us. It jumpstarts us to actually accomplish the things that we want to accomplish, right? To actually see success happen in those areas. It gives us even more motivation. It reminds our brain, hey, this is what we want to do. We don't want to take those shortcuts. We actually want to do this. It, It puts us in a place where we actually can envision those things happening because not only have we put them on a piece of paper and planned for them, but we have prepared for them. Man, I set my intentions with my meal planning. So what does it look like to be able to plan and prepare? It looks like the night before getting out whatever meat is frozen so that when it comes to dinner time, it's defrosted already and I'm not making the excuse or the hurdle that I have to jump over that I don't have anything prepared or anything ready that I can cook because it's all frozen. No, I've already eliminated that excuse. And that's a true story. I went for so long and it's so easy for me to want to just order food or pick up food or go out to eat because I love doing that. But it's not great for my pocketbook and it's not great for my waistline. But I made that excuse so often because I would never defrost the meat ahead of time. I would forget about it. And I would forget to do it in the morning or I would do it too late and then it was still frozen and then I wouldn't have anything that I could cook. And that was a hurdle for me. So I had to get to a place where I was setting my intentions in such a way that I was planning and preparing and putting all the pieces in order so that I wasn't making that excuse. So that I could follow through with my plan to cook the meal that I wanted to cook and not waste money at fast food or ordering food or going out to eat or whatever that looked like, right? Does that make sense? It's powerful and it seems simple and it seems logical and it seems like common sense but in reality we don't take the next step of not just writing down and planning what we want to do but preparing what can you do for those things that you want to see change or you want to see happen in your life this week this month this quarter how can you prepare to see those happen so that you are avoiding the roadblocks so that you are avoiding the excuses so that you are avoiding the opportunities to fail right and instead you're preparing and making it as seamless and easy and smooth and actually reminding yourself, hey, this is really going to happen because I'm setting my intentions. That's the number one key habit, okay? This second key habit is one that you rarely ever hear people talk about. And can I just tell you, this second key habit is what is going to make the first key habit so successful. Because a lot of times in our world, we fall into these comparison traps, right? We fall into these places where we feel like, man, she does this and this and this and she looks like this and she has this perfect system and plan in place and so I got to do it exactly the way she does it because she's succeeding and that's the only way to succeed. No, okay? We have talked about it before. You are made unique. You have a unique fingerprint. You have a unique number of hairs on your head. You have a unique personality and and transforming qualities of the Lord in your life. And God purposed you in a unique and individual way. And so what works for me and what works for her and what works for your neighbor or your mother-in-law or your sister or your friend is not going to work for you. 
And we have to get out of this trap in the self-development, personal development world, and especially in the Christian personal development world, that, hey, I have this perfect plan in place that's going to work for somebody else, and this is how you need to do it. No, we have to recognize that, yes, God gives insight and wisdom and knowledge to people that we can learn from their own personal experiences and opportunities, but we have to recognize that we are individual. And, and while we learn from them, we have to recognize that we are different. And so in learning from them and trying to implement the other things that people do, we have to recognize it's not going to work clean cut, right? Black and white like somebody else. No, we have to discover this second key habit. Do you want to know what that second key habit is? That second key habit is the idea of evaluation and inspection evaluation and inspection. So what we need to do is we need to constantly be in a state of evaluation and inspection. And I'm not saying that you're going to do this all day, every day, but what I'm saying is you make the effort every single day to evaluate and inspect how you are doing, how your plans worked out, how your intentions happened, how your to-do list got done or didn't get done, how your personal habits are growing or not growing, how you are developing the way that you know God is calling you to be developed or you're not, okay? So when we set our intentions and we plan and we prepare, we need to then at the end of the day, evaluate and inspect, We need to say, okay, well, I set my intentions to get up early, spend time with the Lord, to work out, to drink water today, whatever it is, okay, to really focus in on um, praying for my ministry and having opportunities to connect and network. So those are the things that I set my intentions to complete today. How did I do? Okay, and this isn't like I'm going to post this online so I need to filter it and make it look really clean and polished and smooth and beautiful. No, this is a gut-wrenching reality check. When you inspect and evaluate, you need to be plain as water, right? Clear as water. Clear as water what it is that you have done well and you haven't done well. You need to give yourself grace, okay? I'm always talking about giving yourself grace, but you also need to be honest. We're not going to do this thing where we say, man, we're 80% deceived and don't see things. No, we're going to recognize, did I wake up when my alarm went off? No, I hit snooze. Well, how many times did I hit snooze? 12 times. Well, 12 is quite a bit, right? I hit snooze 12 times, so I missed out on an hour and 20 minutes, of being able to have my time with the Lord or, or working out or my quiet time before my kids woke up or whatever it was that I had planned to do for that morning. Man, I had one glass of water and maybe I could count my coffee as water because there's water in it when it gets brewed. And maybe that's soda. I drank that. That has water too as one of the main ingredients. So maybe that could count too so I could add up those out. No, be clear, okay? Did you or did you not accomplish what you had set out to accomplish? The planning and the preparation might have gone smoothly, but did you actually accomplish those things that you had set your intentions on? This is what you need to do. You inspect and evaluate that. And these are the questions that you ask yourself. How did I do? Did I succeed or did I fail? Did I accomplish it or did I not accomplish it? What did it look like, okay? How did I do? 
when I realize how I did, why did I do that? Did I not succeed? Why did I not succeed? Or why did I succeed? Okay. You need to then spend time actually inspecting. Okay. You can't just write down, I did good or I didn't do good. You need to actually inspect why that happened. Well, I went to bed super late. I stayed up for an extra hour watching TV when I, I knew I should have gone to bed by 9.30 or 10 and I ended up in bed at 11 and when I got in bed, I sat on Facebook for at least a half hour. All of these are things that you're recognizing. Okay, well, I can't do that anymore. So how am I going? So then after you say, why did I do this? After I evaluate it and inspect it and recognize, hey, okay, these are the reasons that kept me from getting up early the way I wanted to get up early. So what can I do moving forward to be able to try to prevent these struggles, right? To prevent these roadblocks. How can I do that better? Well, number one, I can set an alarm on my phone to turn off the TV at a certain time, right? Or I can tell my husband or I can tell my kids they're really great at holding you accountable (laughs) to something that you want to be held accountable to. And you might not like it at the time, but they will definitely hold you accountable to it. Okay, so do you need to do that? Do you need to get an accountability partner? Do you need to set an alarm? Do you need to actually set up a program that turns off your TV at a certain time or your Wi-Fi at a certain time? I know that those things are out there. I haven't actually experimented with them, but I know they're out there because it's part of even filtering internet access for your kids, right? You can lock your TV or, or turn it off at a certain time or whatever that looks like. And so you can do that. Do I need to then put my phone away from my bed at night in order to charge? Do I need to do that so that I'm not scrolling social media? Do I need to delete my social media apps in my phone when it is bedtime every single night? I know it's a process, but is that something you need to do? Do I need to plug in my phone in the bathroom so that I have to get out of bed in the morning and turn it off the alarm instead of hitting snooze, which is so easy and comfortable as I'm in my cozy sheets in my bed every morning, right? So then you are inspecting and evaluating and you're making refinements and tweaking in order to get past the roadblocks you discover. Do you guys see the power here? Okay, can I just tell you that when you miss this aspect, when you when you don't recognize that, hey, the reason that somebody else is successful in this might not be the same way that you can be successful. They might not have the same struggles or the same roadblocks or the same um, temptations that you have when it comes to succeeding in this area when it comes to actually fulfilling these things that you want to fulfill. And so you need to recognize how you work, how you struggle, right? What stands in the way of you accomplishing those things? What is holding you back from being successful in this area? And then you, the most beautiful thing is make a tweak, make refinement. We don't overhaul everything. We make one simple tweak or refinement every single night in order to get better. And so you're preventing yourself from hitting those roadblocks. You're preventing yourself from making those excuses. You're keeping yourself accountable in those areas because you're recognizing this is a reason I struggled in this area. Or you have a great day and you say, why did I have such a great day? Man, I went to bed at a good time. Man, I put my phone off to the side and I didn't allow myself to get onto social media before or after seven o'clock at night. That way I didn't have anxiety or comparison or discouragement from whatever I read or got to be a part of. I read a book that kind of just helped my mind relax 
and not think about anything too intense or serious right before bed. These things helped me to be successful. So I need to remember these things need to be a part of my every single day or evening routine so that I accomplish it, so that I'm successful in this area, right? We make those refinements and those tweaks. We figure out what works for us. We figure out what doesn't work for us and we change it. We do something in order to not fall into that same trap. And that is how we find success. Do you see it? Do you feel it? The power that is in setting your intentions and then evaluating and inspecting how you are doing on a daily basis so that you can refine, so that you can tweak, so that you can continually be in the process of development in order to find the success and the fulfillment and to establish the habits that you desire to establish. If we just go through the motions and we try and we try harder and we try our hardest and we keep doing it and we keep doing the same thing over and over again, but we're never actually evaluating it and inspecting it and looking back and recognizing what went well and what didn't go well, we're not growing. We're just getting more frustrated. We're just repeating the crazy cycle, right, of doing the exact same things, expecting different results. No, we have to constantly be in a state of recognizing where we can grow, where we can change, what can be refined and tweaked in order for us to keep moving forward. Because eventually, when it's hard and it's difficult and you're not successful, eventually you just quit altogether. You give up. And then you return back to that apathetic lifestyle of just complacency and going through the motions and doing exactly what you need to do in order to do the things that have to happen, but you're not actually fulfilling those dreams and those desires in your heart. You're not actually growing and developing. You're not actually stepping into the life of fulfillment you desire. Instead, you're just barely scratching the surface because you're surviving, but you're not thriving. And we've heard it said a million times. I don't want you to roll your eyes at me, but but we desire as humans, as daughters of the king, we desire to live a life of thriving, a life of fulfillment, a life so filled with the Holy Spirit that no matter our circumstances, our joy is just exponential and it's growing from the depths of our souls. And we're seeing the glory of Christ happen before our eyes over and over and over again. And those things only happen when we do the hard work and make the hard choices in order to continue to move forward and grow into the people that God has called us to grow into. And you know what? That is something that I absolutely love to walk alongside ladies and to do. I love to meet with you and talk through where you are struggling, what are the next steps, and how can we continue to move forward? How can we put plans into place to evaluate, to inspect, to continue to set our intentions, but to grow into the leadership and the woman that God has called you to be as mom and as business owner and as leader? And so I offer one-on-one personalized coaching in this very specific area. And, and I can do that weekly and I can do that bi-monthly. But, but how I do that, what that means for you is that you have somebody. You have someone to bounce ideas off of. You're not responsible 
on all of it to come up with what can I refine? What can I tweak? What can I change in order to keep moving forward and feeling like you're spinning in circles? No, you have somebody who's going to sit aside with you every single week or, or every other week and really wrestle together the things that are standing in the way of you being successful in the areas that God is calling you to be successful in and helping you establish a game plan, helping you recognize, man, this is not a one size fits all type of program or plan, but this is something where you are growing as a person, recognizing who you are and who God created you to be and recognizing the lies that the enemy has given you that has kept you trapped and stuck and frustrated and overwhelmed. And instead you can begin to see progress hope, freedom, clear pictures of what God has ahead of you. And we can do that super easily together. And it's so powerful and it's so amazing. And I have seen so many ladies just say, man, I can't even remember who I was before I started coaching with you because of the power of the transformation of the things that we walked through and the processes we worked through in order to become the person that God has called me to become. And they've seen these these powerful transformations happen. I've seen it. Just even in talking to them from week to week, I can see those weeks where it's like, man, God has moved them forward so powerfully in, in such incredible ways. And so if that's something where you're feeling like, man, I just really know God is calling me to level it up. I know God is calling me to take the next steps. I know God is calling me to really dive into the things that he's been telling me to do that I just can't get myself to do. I feel like Paul and I'm saying, I I do the things I don't want to do, but the things I want to do, I can't seem to get myself to do. Well, I can help you get there. I would love to help you get there. It is one of the, the most exciting, powerful things that I love to have the opportunity to do. And so if that's you and you're interested, feel free to find me on Facebook and send me a DM or email me at lauren at laurenapple.org. And I would love to set up a free session with you so you can see what it would be like to work with me and we could partner together um, of what that that plan would look like so that you can move forward so that you can find the transformation in order to begin to do the things that you want to do to move forward in the ways that you know you should move forward in a smooth, seamless, grace-filled way, because that is the way the Lord loves on us and the way the Lord works in our life, that we are constantly in a process of refinement and growth and healing and freedom in a powerful way. And God's being glorified in the midst of all of it. And so I would love to be a part of that. Reach out to me. I would love to hear from you and what it is that God is laying on your heart. But I hope and pray that you guys have an incredible week ahead of you. And you can just feel the hope and the joy that comes in this season and in this time. And just in the remembering of, man, the hope God gives us. Man, the love God bestows on us every single day. How good and powerful that is. I love you ladies. Have an incredible week. Thanks for listening to Ministry and Motherhood. We're praying that today was an encouragement to you. But more than that, inspiration to just start taking action. Want to learn more? Join our Facebook group called Ministry and Motherhood or check us out online at laurenapple.org.